0: Let me welcome our brother, Brother John, to take us in the Bible reading for the day.
1: Praise the Lord. Uh, We are reading from um, Numbers 14, from verse 11 to 34. Our reading today is from Numbers 14, from verse 11. We'll stop at verse 34. I'm reading from the New American Standard. American Standard Version. The Lord said to Moses, How long will these people spawn me? And how long will they not believe in me, despite all the signs which I have performed in their midst? I will smite them with pestilence and dispossess them. I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they. But Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear of it, for by your strength you brought up these people from their midst. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, O Lord, are in the midst of these people. For you, O Lord, are seen eye to eye, while your cloud stand over them, and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Now, if you slay these people as one man, then the nation who have heard of your fame will say, Because the Lord could not bring these people into the land, he promised them by oath. Therefore, he slaughtered them in the wilderness. But now, I pray, let the power of the Lord be great, just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will, be, by, no, he will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generations. Pardon, I pray, the iniquity of these people according to the greatness of your loving kindness, just as you also have forgiven these people from Egypt even until now. The Lord pardons and rebukes. So the Lord said, I have pardoned them according to your word. But indeed, as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Surely, all the men who have seen my glory and my signs, which I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, yet have put me to the test these ten times and have not listened to my voice, shall be by no means see the land which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of these who spawn me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has had a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land which he entered and his descendants shall take possession of it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites live in the valleys. Turn tomorrow and set out the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea and set out to the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with with this evil congregation who are grumbling against me? I have heard the complaints of the sons of Israel, which they are making against me. Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, Just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will surely do to you. Your corpses will fall in this wilderness even all your numbered men, according to your complete number from from twenty years old and upward, who have grumbled against me. Surely you shall not come into the land in which I swore to settle you, except Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. Your children, however, whom you say would come will become a prey. I will bring them in and they will know the land which you have rejected. But as for you, your corpses will fall in this wilderness. Your sons shall be shepherds for 40 years in the wilderness, and they will suffer for your unfaithfulness until your corpses lie in the wilderness. According to the number of the, of days which you spied out the land, 40 days. For every day you shall bear your guilt a year, even 40 years, and you will know my opposition. Praise the Lord. All right, the Lord is
0: good. I said the Lord is good. And let's, de- let's take the declaration of understanding as we begin to study as follows. One, two, let's go. Now I declare the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm been filled with the knowledge of his will. ...in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I am walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I am bearing fruit in every good work, and I am increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. His Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it is making me more and more like the Lord Jesus... In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. I said amen. Amen. Now that's the most important thing to make you more and more like the Lord Jesus. And that will happen again today in the name of Jesus Christ. Anger. You know, there's this kind of anger you can't control. It will drop from somebody today in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. There's a kind of confusion that comes upon your mind once in a while. Making you make erratic decisions. It will drop from you today in the name of Jesus. That word that is going to come forth is to heal your diseases. Amen. It will heal every mental disease. Amen. Let me say that again. It will heal every mental disease. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ.
1: Amen.
0: Pain in the abdomen will disappear. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Unfruitfulness in different parts of life will disappear. Amen. Including in the body. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus was teaching, and the power of God was present to heal. That power is present this evening. It will heal every affliction. It will solve problems that you thought had no solution. It's not only what you pray about that God solves. The man that was um, beside the pool, was not I don't think he was praying about healing. He He was frustrated. He had given up. Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? He didn't know who Jesus was. Yeah, Jesus made him whole. I hope you're getting my point. Sometimes, I mean, there was a woman serving the prophet very, very well and his uh, servant. What do you mean? She said nothing. Yet, God gave her what she do, wanted but did not have the boldness to ask for. That is what the word does. This evening, the word will solve a problem you are not even thinking about. Amen. A friend of mine told me he was supposed to die at a particular age. He never prayed about it. But once he encountered the Lord Jesus, that thing ended. And I'm saying to you, that will happen to you again today in the name of Jesus. Amen. There are things you did not think about thinking, about praying about. You get what I'm going to say here? You're not thinking about it. You you're It's not crossing your mind that this is my prayer point. God will give you a solution. Amen. One of our brothers sent a message in. I don't know who, but the testimony was interesting. He said, one day here we said, when you get home, lay your hands on the door. And say, peace be upon this home. He said he got there, he laid his hand on this on this on his door and said, Peace be upon this house. He didn't think about his leaking roof. It was not a prayer point. That is like it was a quarrel point between him and the landlord. Then after a while he realized that the, the roof was no longer leaking. Ah, this roof was no longer leaking. And I said, well, how, and I remember oh the last time he leaked was before he put his hand on the on the door and said, Peace be upon this house. Listen, that peace of God will come upon you today in the name of Jesus. What am I saying? As we focus on the word of God this evening, God will do something spectacular in somebody's life. I don't know what he will do in each person's life, but one thing is sure. At the end of the day, you will know you have been visited by the Lord. Some people will be released into their own ministries. Ministry doesn't mean you go and open a church. It may be, it may be, I'm not saying, but suddenly something that God wanted you to do all this while, you did not even know, to become clear to you. The day we went on radio, Kingdom Word, it was because I was waiting for my wife in church. Outside, she was having a meeting. And as I often do, I just put in a tape and I was listening to the message. As the word of God was coming, clarity was coming. It just became clear. I don't remember what the pastor said. All I know is that when I left that place, I said, listen, it's time to go on radio. And that time was so right. You know how I know? Since then, till now, we have not had problems paying anybody. That was one radio station. Now we're on 16 radio stations. And we don't owe people. I hope you're getting my point. That first one, I give the Lord glory. I'm not bragging. I had to dip my hand in my pocket to pay for the first, I think, 10 weeks. I have never had to do that. You know why I put my hand in my pocket? That was the only place where there was money. Kingdom World Ministries did not have the money. But God gave me some money because of a job I did for some time. Before that, I was teaching somewhere part-time, so they paid me after almost a year. So it came to some tidy sum, and it just was laid upon my heart to give a major part of it. Actually, part to bless the man of God who preached that message that day. All right? I gave the money almost all, apart from the small, less than 10%. I gave almost everything to three people, partly to the man who preached the message that day that blessed me, two, to the radio station, and three, to my earthly father. I still remember very well. The chain that was remaining was like, buy ice cream or something. That was the only one that my wife saw from inside. (laughs) I hope you get my point. But do you know the truth? That is the last time I ever had to check my personal uh, finances. whether I uh, can use it to pay for Kingdom What Forget. That is the last time. It never happened again. From that day till now. you know the truth? If we want to be on 32 radio stations now, we can I hope you're getting my point. I'm just saying this to you. That how did this start? Some people say, "Ah, you will sow one special seed. I did not sow a special seed. I listened to a special word. I hope you're getting my point. He say, but you gave an offering. It was not, I was not trying to do anything. After it was not kingdom, word I gave the offering. Okay. It was me as an individual. I hope you're getting my point. Uh-huh. But you see, I, what I did, I did out of understanding. What I did, I was not trying to impress anybody. I was not trying to prove a point. I mean, I was the pastor of the... Ministry. Who am I trying to, you know, climb forward to go and tell anything? But th- that day, I still remember I sat in Hotel Presidential, inside my car, listening to a tape, using tapes those days. And when I finished, I said, I said, no, the Lord is saying, it's time to get on radio. And from that place, we are blessed multitudes. What am i going to say, as you pay attention to the word, direction will come to you. Amen. Direction will come to you. Amen. This evening, direction will come. Don't let anybody distract you. Don't let anything distract you. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Just relax. Relax. Tell your neighbor, relax. relax. Don't, be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Get ready to be blessed. Get ready to be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. Let's take our seats and get into the teaching for this evening. Our Bible reading, as you know, was taken from the book of Numbers chapter 14. Again, that's continuing... Well, What we read last time. Last time we read from the book of Isaiah uh, chapter what? 8. Yes. Isaiah chapter 8. We read that last time. There are two things. Uh, the same thing we are taking from both of them. We just had to add this one to it today. Last time we we introduced a subject. Um, we are running off the series, um, Building Up Your Faith. And you remember we said there are a number of things we do deliberately. And this last one we are taking on today. So that's why we read those two portions. When we, now we're going to speak about, talk about the words that we speak. And these things are very important. We have to go on them again and again and again. Now, let me, you know, I never get tired of doing what I want to do. Reviewing those four areas. Okay? What are the four areas? Before we go over the four areas, remember, these are the actions we can take. Let me say something to us again. I said it about uh, two meetings ago. Now, if things, anything appears hard in life, it's because we are not doing that which God wants us to do. Go ahead and check it. If anything appears hard in life, it is because your own portion, you are not doing it. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is what? Light. Following Jesus is, please, get it clear. Don't misunderstand what I want to say here. It's actually easy for the person following. If you look at life in itself, it will appear difficult. But for the person following, it's not hard. But if you want to look at, let me give an example. I said it last time. Uh, no, we're talking about how, the person who fasted the longest in the Bible, and who's the person that fasted the longest? Those, uh, I mean, okay, was not here having that quiz. Okay, let's have the quiz here. Who fasted the longest in the Bible? How many? Who's the person? If you're a man of God, don't put up your hand, because it's very embarrassing. I've, I've not met one person that knows. Yeah, Moses and Jesus. All right, Jesus. Uh huh. Moses, uh, okay, okay, all right. Let's not uh, talk too much about who. How long did the person fast for? Okay, 40 days, all right. But actually, it's not so. For time's sake, we'll get there. It. It's 80 days the person fasted. Moses fasted for 80 days. Now, having, when I read that, I realized I would never try in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> if you are still trying, your head is not correct. Because, you see, it should be clear to you that no human being can do that. When we are talking 40, we thought we could try. The day I found out that Moses did 80 days without eating or drinking. I'm not talking about not eating. He neither ate nor drank. He did 40 days in the presence of God. Then the Lord told him, get up in a hurry. He got downstairs. He saw what the people had done. He fell upon his face and they could not be consoled for another 40 days. 80 days non-stop. The man did not eat. He did not drink. I give up. I'm not going to try. If I want to fast and my stomach does crow, I tell my stomach, I'm going to cast out this crow. I will open the fridge, get one cup of something like juice or milk or milo or, you know, just mix something and come out with one slice of bread. I will eat it, I will drink it, and continue the fast. That has not interrupted the fast. If you think it did, you're not a Christian, you're a Hindu. (laughs) I know what I'm telling you. I know what I'm telling you. Moses did 80 uninterrupted days. That's to let you know it's not human effort. That's what I'm going to emphasize. Elijah did 40 uninterrupted days. We also know it was not human effort, it was angelic effort. An angel came, fed him two rounds of food. And the Bible says he went in the strength of that to Mount Herb. Now, two more, that is two. Rounds of food. Two, served by an angel. I hope you're following my point here. It was not his strength. So you don't follow God by your labor. You follow God by his own energy. It's what is called grace. The law came through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. One young girl in the church, I didn't see her personally, but the pastor of the church was telling me, the pastor's wife actually, I was very active in that church at that time. So, only they have, they were having a program in the church. They were fasting. during the fast, the girl collapsed. So, they tried to revive her, and the, the, woman being a nurse brought a bottle of soft drink and told the girl to take. The girl said, no, you wants to finish her fast. The woman said, if I mend you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a young lady, he said, if I jam you, come open your mouth and drink this thing. If this will how God will answer you. Now, listen. It's by divine energy. The law came through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus. The law, but Paul will tell you, I tried, I found myself unable to keep it. That was his own energy. But what is grace? By the grace of God, I am what I am. I hope I get my point here. That if I find myself keeping the law, it's not by energy. It's the grace of God working with me. Don't ever forget that thing. Alright. So what God does is that we build our lives into simple areas He has given to us. We may be talking about that again and again. The best example we have used is Mishael, Azariah, and Ananiah, and their brother Daniel. They got into the, um, into Babylon, and they said, we will not defile ourselves. And remember what we said? It was easy. That decision, young boys could take that decision. They were teenagers. They could take that decision. Alright. At that age, they couldn't face Nebuchadnezzar. They could not face the fiery furnace. But they could say to themselves in their room, boys, let's not do what they are doing in this place. Okay? And it was a matter of food. And they were now listen to this, you must understand what I'm trying to explain. There was a matter of food and there were options. It was not you will go hungry. There were options. It's just what to eat and what not to eat. It's just that they will bring pork, they say, I don't eat, sorry. It's against our religion. They'll bring strong wine. He says, Sorry, sir, we don't drink. They bring food that is sacrificed to idols. He said, sir, we would rather not participate. Can we just eat the bread that is left over? We, we walked yesterday in the bakery. We have some hard bread that the fat was not good enough for distribution. It's still remaining. Can we eat that? So he said, we're not going to die of hunger. And the man they were facing was a man they could talk to. It was not the king. It was a man that could reason with them. He listened to them. That is, it was, technically speaking, it was easy now, but that was when they took the, they got the strength. That was when they got the strength to stand in the day of the lion. That was where they got the strength to stand in the day of the fiery furnace. That was when they got the strength to face Nebuchadnezzar and say, bros, we can't bow. That was where they got the strength. But like I say, we've been saying for some time, many people want to eat in secret, eat in private, things that they are not supposed to eat. Then when it is time not to bow, and I say I'm a Christian. I will not bow. Then when they blow small smoke, smoke and their beards fry, they bow. And I say, You say I shouldn't bow. Have they born you before? Have they born you before? Have you been to this life? Have you been to what I've been to? Because no, that was not the problem. The problem was not that fire. If you had refused to bow to food, I would have made you stand the fire. Do you get my point? Emphasis is I would have made you stand. Let me just drop something again. Don't forget. Little things come to us in life. That's why we exercise ourselves. I hope I get my point. That's why we exercise ourselves. That is, little temptations, little trials. Not the big ones. The big ones, God will take care of them. He said he will not let any temptation come to you more than that which you are able to bear. And with everyone, he has provided what? A way of escape. You know, that scripture does not seem to tie with a lot of our experiences. We think about it. You have been tempted with things that, men you could not handle. And there was no way of escape. Unless that tell says the truth, there was no way of escape, man. It appears like. And I thought about it for a long time. But I said God doesn't lie. His apostles taught us the truth. The word is correct. You know what happens? Most of the things we call temptations, they are not temptations. They are the fruit of temptations we fell for long ago. You hear what I said? Some things we call temptations. For example, you would think that facing the fiery furnace was a temptation for Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. It was not their time of temptation. It was a time of their glorification. It was a time of their vindication. It was a time that God wanted to show off himself in their lives. That was the time of their temptation. So what is the way of escape? That's to die. Do you get my point here? But why did they choose to die? Is simple. They passed the time of the real temptation. The real temptation. They passed the test, and it was a small thing. Sometimes, listen, in life, it's just about jobs. You won't die, just that like you won't be rich, and that's actually easy. What's the big deal in not having the finest um, uh, Toyota in town? What's the big deal about it? After all, OP will carry your 59 Visa. <laughs> is it is it? Oh my hell anyway. There are plenty in town. They are advertising, you know, healing ha- services. They carry for 50, 100 naira. You get to where you are going and trust me, you will not die. You will get there in one piece. I've taken a bike to go and preach before, it's not a big deal. And people were still blessed. I hope you're getting my point here. But so, so, now that's a simple temptation. So it's whether I'll get an expensive, that it, a, whether I'll get a high-paying job, or I wouldn't. Death is not on the line. That is where we are tested first. A lot of us are waiting to be tested with one billion naira on this side and then a gun to your head on this side. And said temptation. Because that's not the time of temptation. You failed that temptation six years ago. It's just today that it's manifested. It's today that it's manifested. I've used the matter of David to teach again and again. When David took Bathsheba, that was not the day of his trial. That was the day of his exposure. God wanted to expose him good enough to himself. Please, you must understand the way life is. God gives us simple things to do. The real temptation is the time of simple things. He said, "Why the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. Now, let me tell you something about seeds. Seeds are usually small. The fruits usually big. One grain of corn is about is less than one centimeter across, but it gives you about two or three cobs that will mature on one stick on one you know, one plant. All right, giving you hundreds and hundreds. That's how life is, both for good and for evil. If you plant the right seeds, when it will manifest for you. Listen, Jesus one day will show up. And say, enter into the joy of thy Lord. Why? Because I was hungry and you fed me. You? I've never met you before. He said, no. You That's what you don't understand. You did it to what? The least. The person that could not give you any reward. Now, but your reward is big before the whole universe. And the Lord is telling you, well done, good and faithful servant, for what you did in secret. That's the way it is. So, when, we are, when God wants us to do great things, he, listen, great things and great falling also. Both of them are spiritually powered. What do I mean? When people do great evil, something is inside them. Something is pushing them. All the things that Pharaoh did, God said it was not within his power to refuse to do them. Is that not in your Bible? He said, go and tell him, let my people go, but don't worry about it. He won't let them go. Say, said, ah, why won't he let them go? Won't he fear you? Because I've had in his heart. That is, Pharaoh's inability to let the people go was divinely engineered. The power to refuse was supplied by God. People who don't understand God, they want to explain Him away. I don't want to, look, one day, I I thought about it. If God allows me, I'll do a series on God the judge. Just talking about God the judge. God said to Pharaoh, uh, to Moses, go and meet Pharaoh to tell my people to go. He said, but let me tell you on the other side, He won't let them go. Ah. I will do my how can a man withstand your strength like that? He says, because I will harden his heart, making it impossible for him to let him go. Let me say the good side. When a man also does good, it's also the power of God. What i am going to say? is, in little things that our personal powers and our personal choices matter. It's in little things that our own personal powers, do you get what I'm going to say here? In, in making choices, in little things they matter, not in the big things. By the time it gets to big things, you've made your choice long ago. One of the things that used to scare me those days, eh? I've not thought about it for a while so I've not been afraid for a while in that area,
1: <laughs>
0: is that what you will become later as an old man, you made those decisions when you were in your 20s, your teens. You know, as a 12-year-old, 20-year-old, and now you're hitting 30, you've decided what you will be when you're 80. Only fine-tuning, little corrections can be made. Used to scare me. I will sit down and be thinking. God, whoa. I hope we made the right choices. So, and these choices are not a great things. So, not I have decided I'm going to be an astronaut. I have decided I'm going to be the president. They now quote for you that um, is it Barack Obama? He met John F. Kennedy when he was a little boy, and that one shook his hand or something like that. No, it was uh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton he met JFK. As a little boy, and shook his hand, and then, I, I said, one day I, I watched um, him in Russia at that time, and one little Russian boy asking that question, and told the boy to come forward, and he shook the boy's hands. Listen, many people shook presidents' hands; they are dead. <laughs> many people shook presidents' hands; they are in prison. They ain't gonna ever be president. Jacob, uh, so what's his name? Joseph didn't shake anybody's hand. It was knock he collected from his brothers on his head. Who sends shake? He invented certain tax systems that the world's using till today. So that's not what I mean. I mean little things like this is surprise you. How you share money that they give to you between you and your friends, your brothers, your sisters, little things like that. How you realize that whatever I'm doing in secret, God is watching it. People around may not see it. I'm talking about you a young man, young woman. Then it's time to go and write work. And everybody is cheating. Or you decide that your parents should give you money to go and do your exam in a special center. Some people have written exams. The exam is not a big deal. But God said, This guy, put a glass over his head. He will never cross this level. And he would not tie it to cheating during work. That is why God has to dig up some things people. All you just want him to say is, I'm sorry. Because that's the only remedy. To just say, I'm sorry. To allow the blood of Jesus wash things away. The blood of Jesus washes things away. I'm not here to scare anybody. He does. He forgives. He forgives iniquity. But just for you to understand spiritual principles. And that is why, let me say something to you. That is why, as a Christian, you cannot willfully sin and tell the blood of Jesus to wipe it away. That one does not work. So no, no, that might just annoy me. Let me tell you one or two things I will, I will confess later. It's the word of God, I will say it now. You will go through what they call the just recompense or reward for disobedience. That forgiveness is not free. Listen, what I'm about to say, or what I'm saying now, very few preachers say it. The day I told my wife, she, 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 she almost panicked. We're driving, she said, what about, what about? I said, oh girl, Or get that thing. You knew it was wrong. You open your eye, bold. With the intention to tell God sorry after. Because I will forgive you. But not free. This is what happened to David. He took Bathsheba. That was forgivable. It was bad. I will forgive him. Then, they now set him up. Bathsheba became pregnant. David now began to plot cover up. That cover up was not forgiven. The adultery was forgiven. The cover up, God did not just disappear like that. You don't come to that, I have forgotten, I've forgiven you, your iniquity has been washed away. We know that's what the Lord told him. He said, nevertheless. May God not tell you, nevertheless. When God gave him the judgments that will come, let me tell you the truth, for, for, for cover-up. The one that confesses will be forgiven. But the one that covers his iniquity. By the time people are saying, sorry sir, sorry sir, sorry sir. So, let me say something to you. At that point for him it was too late. That is, we will forgive you, but this, one, this forgiveness this time is not free. It's not free. So, what will happen? said, The sword will not depart from your house. Huh? Ah, Nathan said, I have not finished. What you did in secret, they will do it to you openly. I eh. thought you finished. Nathan and I the back, but that will give you grace to be it. But this one is not free. The Bible says, if We will sin willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth. I'm not the one that said that I'm quoting scriptures for you. I don't like it too. Don't, if you think I like the scripture, I'm quoting. I also don't like it too. Me and you are on the same side. I've tried to wipe it from my Bible. It still shows up every time. I've looked for the Greek rendering that really doesn't say that. I want to, I, I've looked for the Hebrew translation that explains the real meaning. <laughs> I've seen people say things like, God, we're not going to punish anybody because Jesus has been punished already. Amen. I said, eh, hey, your Bible does not contain revelation, Abby. Me too, I don't like the scripture, the one I'm quoting for you. But you know what I found? It's inside the scriptures. He said, if we, after receiving the knowledge of the truth, we now willfully, willfully continue. He said that one, there's no more sacrifice for such sins. I'm still getting understanding of it. God has different ways he solves them. What he did to David is what I'm just telling you. He took David and dealt severely with him. Next time they saw David, they told David, come and see woman. David warned the person, say, what's your problem? I can imagine him telling the person, God will do more to you than he did to me if you bring that matter up again. You know how I know? As an old man, he was, he was not, he was not able to keep warm. They carried a whole girl, put beside him. David. They told the girl, don't worry. God has learned the dangerous lessons of life. So when the girl wants to sleep, the girl will wrap him up and they will sleep peacefully. David. The younger David. The one you didn't give him, he collected. You I give him this one. And he's there sleeping. Will the other because he's too old and too tired. No, I think he was spiritually wise. He said, bros, now some man, they take that and leave him. <laughs> and he had learned his lesson. He suffered. You know what happened to him? His son raped his daughter. It was his fault. That's why he didn't say anything. Before I used to wonder, why didn't he say anything? He knew it was not the boy's fault. It was my fault. That's what he was saying. The Absalom turned around and killed the boy. And he told Joab, deal, of course, he didn't do anything to Absalom. Absalom ran away. Then one the day Absalom came back, he took him back. The Absalom plotted rebellion. He told Joab, deal kindly with the lad, for it is my fault. What does he literally say for my sake? But he understood it was his fault. Absalom took all his concubines, alright, slept with them on the rooftop so that all Israel would be able to report. The idea, according to Haito, fell was to strengthen the arms of the rebels. What David said, say nothing. A man was cursing him on the way. Let me remove the head of this dog. His men said to him. He said, No. If God has said he should curse, who am I to say he shouldn't curse? This is the man was understanding what he was going through. That was punishment for the cover up. Now I'm just to explain something here. I'll get back to my message. I've not lost track at all. So believers, let's walk in the fear of God. I just like dropping that. Let's talk in the fear of God. God forgives sins, Amen. amen. All our sins of previous years—they have been washed away. Amen. If we confess our sins, is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Is that here, amen? amen? But the ones we cannot say because of that, we will not continue in sin, knowing that what we are doing is wrong and hoping on His forgiveness. That is what is called mocking God. That's called mockery. We are mocking God. He does not accept it. He does not accept mockery. So, back to what we are saying. What we do is in small areas. The great things of life, either for good or for bad, we sow small seeds to get there. So we need to be attentive to the seeds that we sow on a regular basis. We need to be attentive to the seeds that we sow on a regular basis. Go out of your way to do what is right Deliberately. Listen, let me say it to us. I'm gonna go back get down maybe to that again today, or maybe somewhere along the line. Okay? Remember, Christianity is self denial. What did I say? Self-denial. Christianity is what? Self-denial. Is what? Self denial. Let me tell you of you know, self denial. It means sometimes you will lose something and you won't fight for it. It means sometimes you will want something and you will never get it. That's meaning of self denial. That's what it means to, to to work in self-denial. I said it last time, who are the destiny destroyers? They are those who reduce your ability to deny yourself. Jesus said it clearly. You have to do what? Take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow him. What it means is that in life you will have natural advantages. And sometimes you will see you can't use that advantage. That's what is called self-denial. Self-denial means that, yes, this is how, what you would have loved to do is nice and sweet to go this way in life. But you have made up your mind you will live for something greater than material comfort or personal achievement. Watchmane, I think, was, I think Watchmane himself, he had to drop out of a Ph.D. program for him to a self-denial. Having a Ph.D. is not bad. I hope you're getting my point. But for him, it was self denial. Maybe God looked at him and said, This is what are you pursuing this for? Pride, human pride. Come out of it. One major problem we have had with the gospel of faith that we have preached for a long time is that it has been used to service our flesh. It's been used to service our flesh. It's so easy to take what is true and corrupt it. It's very, very easy. All you need to do is put wrong motive inside. Once you put a pinch of wrong motive into that which is true, you make lies out of it. Recently, we heard what happened. Our big brother, when he came out and said that... Um, now, please, let's not misunderstand him. He wasn't saying that he does not believe in prosperity as prosperity. He was saying the gospel of prosperity that they were preaching. He said the Holy Spirit is tired of it. And he told us what he meant. Give this to get this. Give this to get this. Of course, I only laughed. It was later I realized that, oh, God is actually answering answer our prayers. I said, I, I didn't know the things we have been praying about. I said, oh, I didn't connect it initially. I just laughed because you've heard me long enough to say I never believed that thing one day. The, it was preached to me over 26, no. It was preached to me around 1989, 30 years ago. I tried to believe it. The Lord said no. And He made it clear to me that these things are not correct. I read a book in which it was written. I wanted to operate it. The Holy Spirit just sent two angels, frustrated that boy. They did very well. I was a student at university. They said, one brother said, tie it, and then you will never be broke again. I was not broke before. My parents were doing their best. I tied it once, I became broke. I said, forget that thing. Now, listen, my doctrine was not based on my experience. Yeah, they said that. Prove me now. Prove me now. I said, brethren, this is not in line with the grace you guys taught us. Now they said, no, prove me now. Prove me now. Ah, I said, okay, prove me now. Okay, bros, how do we prove him now? Ah, we proved him now. God said, no problem. She now proving him me now, now in a day now, not this far. And the Lord released. You know, they said he will do what? Rebuke the devourer. In my case, he released the devourer. And now I went back to the brother who preached it to me. I said, bros, let me tell you what happened. He said, no, you see, when you plant a seed, the enemy, I said, oh God, you said, prove him now. <laughs> After I said that, and I just said, bros, forget that. I'm not even, it took me a few, about two years to finally come to conclusion on the truth. I don't want to preach it now. But from that time, I rejected it initially because I was not in line with the gospel of grace. And of course, I kept on studying over the years. I have been to services of men that I respected. They will come to that point. I, I will say to myself, no man knows everything. Let me forgive a guy in this area. I will not even agree. I've been to places before. They are taking off. I remember the one I went. to was one big church in they end here. Doing a major program. I went. The woman I was preaching. So my friend we went with. I tapped her. I said, sis, what's going on? I said, he's raising money. I said, what? Must he tell lies?" She started laughing. I said, I said, we're sitting in front, you know, pastor section. I said, he wants to raise money. Must he lie about it? Do you know right there and then, I just looked, they had a church account number somewhere. I put on my phone, put it on fly, and that is, make it silent. So I just, I ended to use my banking app. Offering time. I transferred a decent offering. Put it off. I said, why is he lying? I forgot his lie. I gave my offering because they were doing something which I thought was good. I said, but why most people lie in the name of God when they want to collect money? So I see nothing wrong with people t- taking offerings for good things. I, you may say, why don't you do it? It's not been necessary. If it's necessary, I will do it. If you know what I mean. <laughs> but I will not lie one bit. I've, in fact, it be, was it last year? We took an offering uh, 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 for a project, a, a mission project. I said, I'm taking three announcements. Nothing wrong with it. But I'm not Don't lie to anybody. But this is where I'm going. All right? Now, I believe in prosperity. But he just said that the way we were going about it was not right. And that's when I said I never believed all this while. Put put down a thousand dollar seed and put a demand on it. One man came up to rebuke Benny, not really rebuke, to challenge Benny a bishop. When I finished this, a friend of mine sent me the clip, the link, YouTube. I downloaded the video. I watched it about three times. The more I watched it, the angrier I got. He was challenging Benny to come and reply him based on scripture, the way I have done I said, God, okay, you know you have misquoted all the verses of scripture you are using. Out of context, you use them. And he said, Benin should answer you. He said, I was sick. My mother said, plant a thousand dollar seed and put a demand on that seed. I'm healed today. I said, you see, Jesus did not heal you. Jesus does not do anything for free. He said, one other pastor that Benin rebuked. He said, if you accept that rebuke, you have denied the the gift, the, in the, the blessing of God in the life of your son who was in trouble, and you put down a thousand dollar seed, now he's a minister on your pulpit today. This is how Jesus, has his glory has been collected. A thousand dollar seed, Jesus couldn't be found. The woman said, where have you laid him? Did you carry my Lord? Where have you kept him? Exactly how I was feeling. I feel like calling the man and sir, let's go through this, your testimonies. You didn't notice that Jesus is absent beginning to the end. He said, seed time and harvest shall not cease. I said, what is the seed? What is the harvest? That's what we're asking. It's not that I'll give money and you'll be healthy. That's nonsense. Give money and you'll prosper is not the word of God. And there was one scripture I said he majorly forgot to quote. That he freely gave us his only begotten son. How much more will he do what? Freely give us all things. What seed did you sow? I said, bros, you know, don't worry. You know, when out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This thing has been in my mind. I am just make me talk out. But where I was going is that you see, you can make something that's true wrong when you have the wrong motive. And why was the motive wrong? I mean, how did they make it wrong? Because it was used to raise money for ministry. If you had generally taught Christians be cheerful givers, if you had generally taught Christians, God supplies all your need according to His riches in glory. I not join the two. Do you understand? You will have seen that that doctrine." Will have prospered. That is the truth. The real doctrine of prosperity will have prospered. You will have seen Christians that, now that's where I was going. I began from. You will have seen Christians that had no self-denial. And I still know Christians like that. And God helping all of us, that's what we are supposed to be. Christians that had no self-denial. That is, God prospers a man like, um, Joseph, we used him last time. Yet he understood that his prosperity was not for himself. What was it for? To save lives. He said to his people, I have become a father to Pharaoh. Why? To preserve your lives. To keep all of you. I have become a father to Pharaoh. It's not one of the reasons God gave it to me. One of the reasons did not include taking vengeance for evil done against me. I hope you're getting my point. So, you meant it for good. Even, you know what they said? When, when they asked him, eh, your Father said you should do punish also. You know what he said? Am I now in the place of God? What was he trying to say? That is God's portion. Who he will punish, who he will not punish. It is not the portion of the wealth or the influence I have attained in life. That is, he denied himself, took up, in quotes, his cross, and followed the Lord Jesus. I'm praying to Christians again, deny yourself. Giving offerings is self-denial. It's not an investment. Let me say it again. I'm happy for what Benny Hinn has said. This is not a bragging point. You are all witnesses. What I've been preaching for a very long time. I've said it. It has given me problems. It ha- <laughs> People have said I'm causing problems in Enugu. I'm not joking, no. <laughs> one brother in the church, he attends somewhere. I won't tell you which part of the country. So he wanted to do a program. So one guy now said, Ah, let's invite Pastor Bankena. He said, Who? Oh. That's his pastor said. Pastor Banke, it's not that guy causing problems in Enugu. That was what he said. i only remove one or two words. He said, I'm causing problems in Enugu. The pastor has gone to another pastor that they should please come and see me, that I'm causing problems. The, the pastor is my friend. He said, this guy came and said, we should come and see you. I want him to please not drag me with that what I'm doing. Now, what what problems am I causing? The same things you've heard me preach. Those of you who have heard me long enough, I've not said anything differently. I've just said simple things like calculating 10% and giving to so-called God. I have to say so-called because when we say it belongs to God, if I say, okay, I saw a poor man there and I gave it to him, you will revolt that it belongs to the house of God. I said that that is not the word of God. God has never said it. He has never implied it. Paul never said John did not. James did not. They did not. And most importantly, Jesus did not. That's the problem that I caused. Then they added another one to it. First fruit. That one is a sin. That one is pure fraud. (laughs) The title was was misunderstanding. When they joined first fruit and said first month salary, that one was pure, pure. Let me not say more than that. That was wrong. That was bad. I felt that was wickedness. That's my personal opinion. That's not the word of God. What I just said now. But I just have, uh, have, uh, have mercy on these people. Ten percent throughout the year. Then the money was not enough. You joined the whole of January to it. One of our sisters sent us a mail that she please whether we collect first fruit in Kingdom World, He wanted to send it to us. Ah, why? I said, no, you could have first fruits. Thank you very much. He said, because she took it to her church, and the pastor said, it's not complete. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, okay. It was an email that, listen, pastor, that last year, when I gave the whole completing, I suffered so much in February. I couldn't go to work. No money for transport. So I said, alright. This is what you will do. Put in an envelope. Don't talk to the pastor. she will be in our offering. Just do Abraham as they are dancing, Abraham's blender by dance past the thing and drop it. And don't talk to the man. I say, so You go and you know that's what I would like to do. You collect a prophetic blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me expose some things we do, John. He said so that no, you bring the offering tomorrow so I can anoint you with all. He said, Like the man wants to be sure how much he raised so that <laughs> He you knows how much, no, I'm saying, you know, God, you know, I'm not lying now. So tomorrow, I'll be, the man was supposed to preach Saturday and Sunday and go home. He will wait till Monday. So he can anoint you one, say, I will wash your hand in oil. I still remember that man, Say, said, I will wash your hand in oil. All right. Meanwhile, eh? anyway, anyway, let me not go there. I told the sister, I said, Sis, please, just drop in the offering basket and don't... She replied, I said, don't worry, sir. I'll spend the money anyway. It's not even remaining again. <laughs> <laughs> this was some years ago. I said, bread, it's not necessary. It, l- listen. When I tell you that if we want to get a new registration now, eh, that we want to double overnight, we can. I, I wasn't bragging like just, you know, our faith is big. No, it's cash that I have seen. The way I preach, if you see the way people fall over themselves to give the kingdom word, <laughs> that is falling over themselves. I've told you before many of the radio stations we, we we broadcast on, we don't pay, and they are not free. People will go there and say, "How much is it?" People, uh, people take when they say, "Ah, we travel for one seminar." A lot of those seminars we don't we don't spend our money apart from buying four. And going to the place. People will rent a hall, put drop money with the hotel that we should eat to. It's out of personal discipline, we'll be watching what we eat. You know, some people will just go there, house, see food, yeah, chop everything. <laughs> Yet yeah, this are this this same preaching I'm preaching that they say I used to cause trouble. This same preaching. I've told people don't swear anything into my life. Oh. I'm not I'm not I'm not soil, I don't want to be growing and we'll be jumping jumping from behind. <laughs> I'll like, ah, why do you talk like that? Why? Is it truth? I didn't say don't give. I said what? Don't sow any seed. Don't use a covetous heart. As you are giving me something. When my stomach won't settle again, I chop your food. I'll be going to toilet more frequently. Why? Because the evil heart, the evil heart of iniquity with which you brought the offering. My faith couldn't overcome it because you are my brother, you are my sister. We are joined together. So your iniquity is now giving me diarrhea. Is it good? You say, check out. So that grace upon pastor Banky, I coveted. So I was so into his life. The only man who did that in the Bible, his name is Simon the Sorcerer, And the answer he got? Your money. You don't use money to tap grace. It's a lie. Say so when you give to a prophet, listen, the people who give to prophets are not trying to tap. God checks the heart. I remember what Benny Hinn said. When he said it, yeah, I laughed. I said, was well, this is not what Benny said? He said, if you can't give because you love Jesus, don't bother giving. Have you not heard me say that more than a hundred times? And brother Benny said, I, I, I rejoiced in the Lord. The one woman one man said, in that case, you owe them a refund. <laughs> the man who said it, you know, he said, in that case, you owe a refund to the people that I said bros. He doesn't owe any jack refund. He doesn't owe it. He told you that God will bless you. Abby? And now he's wrong. Who, did he say give to me? He said a gift to God. But that's not even the point. What did he do with most of the money? The, you that watched him on television, you thought it was free when he was broadcasting. Go to TBN, collect your refund. I've heard that, I told my friend who sent me the video, I said that man was just, you know, he was angry, he was embarrassed. And he had to come defend himself. But it's not necessary. You should have just left the thing fly. Let God settle himself. Out. But listen to me, brethren. I agree with Benny No, I, I don't need to tell you that. You knew I, Benny agrees with me now. That's, it's better to say it. I agree with him totally. And he said, Holy Spirit is tired of it. For a long time, my wife and I would sit there and say, how long will God tolerate this? And then the answer we just had in our hearts is that God said, the people like it like that. What am I going to say? Christianity is self-denial. That's what Justin just want to emphasize. And that's what Benin said. If you can't give because you love Jesus, then don't bother. What is self-denial? I give because I love the Lord. I give because I love the Lord. I give because I believe in what is being done. I hope you're getting my point. That's it. I believe in the thing that they said is going to be done with the money. Giving is a sign, you know, Paul talked about proving the genuineness of your love. Giving proves that your love is genuine. That's what it does. The fact is that this is pure self-denial. It's self-denial. We are just denying ourselves. That is, yes, this money could have bought me the latest iPhone or the latest Samsung, but I reasoned about it. That if this word goes on radio in this area, if they change the youth in my locality, Jesus will be glorified. Young people will learn righteousness. So I check it, and what I'm saying is not, is not a joke. So you just read something, no, oh, brethren, let me use my cheap phone. I'll check my phone next year. What are you getting out of it? He said he will see the result of the travel of his soul, and he will be satisfied. I said one of, one of our brothers, he works with us financially in Kingdom Word. So he said one day give somebody a lift a young woman, and the lady was listening to one of our messages. So she, she just mentioned to her, and we like, played it on the phone, all right? like in their, in their neighborhood. The lady was playing the phone, ah, what is that? Ah, the lady talking. Ah, you didn't know Pastor Mike? He was just talking, 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 talking. He didn't see anything. He dropped her off, just like going down the road, got to where she's stopping. I'm stopping down, sir. Okay, God bless you. Thank you very much, sir. She came down and left. And he said, smiled to himself and said, <laughs> my money's working. That's what the Bible means. He will see the result of the travel of his soul, and he'll be what? Satisfied. This is hundreds and hundreds of kilometers away from Enugu. They did not know the that is like maybe somebody you see in your work area. Did not know the person was a Christian, anything. Let me just, oh, you are going this way. Enter the car. Let me give you a lift. I said, eh, so this word has spread. He he, he, he was just picking, you know, some words from her. Okay, how did you get to know him? Oh, I didn't see him on radio. A friend of mine said, you know, know, because I go to his website, I download the messages. Oh, God, you should try, you should try. He didn't say he had my personal phone number. He didn't say that the guy is my friend. He didn't say anything. Just dropped her off. And then later on, called me and said, oh, God, please, can I say something to you? I said, what? He said, my money is working. (laughs) I said, that is a Christian's attitude. It's not her. after I sowed that seed, hmm. within six months, doors opened. Who wants open doors today? You will not do something you have not done before. All that seed you sow under such circumstances is not a labor of love, it's a labor of selfishness. You are sowing to your flesh, you are not sowing to the spirit. How do Christians give? They give because they believe in the thing that is the object or the person, whatever it is that they are giving to, and they are happy. Let me tell you how Christians give. Imagine a man, he has an only child, and the boy is very sick. And then they say, ah, he needs certain drugs. Say, so what do I need to do? We need to send a amount of money. The guy looks, no one to borrow from. Only, he doesn't have a house yet. The only plot of land he had, he had, he sold it to treat the boy. The only car he has, he sells to finish the treatment. Do you know what will make him glad? That one day the boy is discharged from hospital. No, just think about it. He will hug that boy, hug him, squeeze him. Thank God. Ah, Lord, thank you. It has not crossed his mind that he sowed the seed. For him, is he worth it? It's determined by, it. does the boy live or he dies? And even if the boy were to die, he still won't regret selling the land. You know that? He will still take pride in that, I did what I had to do. That's what he will still take pride in. I did what I had to do. When your only son was sick, that's when you lost your land. What was I supposed to do? Refuse to treat him? That's when you lost your car. What was I supposed to do? Refuse to you not know, treat him. And every the boy recovers, and they say to say thank you to God, you need to sell your fridge. You know, he will sell the fridge too. <laughs> and what is he gaining from it? Is you know, every day, hmm? I see things, you know, you know, as you grow older, you get more sensitive to some things. One of the things I thank God for a lot these days. You just been driving on the road, I just shake my head. And I say, Lord, thank you for love. Love. L-O-V-E. Love. That is sometimes, I'm just walking. I just see a woman walking on the road with her little child. You know that kind of thing. And I see the way she's behaving. Sometimes she appears harsh. Sometimes she's kind. Whatever it is. I just see dedication to another God's creature. Ha! I see this is what they call what? love. And he's not thinking, what am I going to get out of this?